Hello. Good morning. Bula Vinaka. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Bula Vinaka Beachside. I missed that uh, commercial. I did too. It was on all the time. Um, I know the way the guy said it was beloved. I'll go beach side. I always said he, I will. And there's a reason this occurred to me um, or why I'm reminded of it. Hello. Hello. We're starting early today. Yes. It's an auspicious, Uh, auspicious day. Cause you know how it is. You know how your brain is, right? I do. Um, I I thought he was saying Waka Laka seaside, (laughs) but he's saying Bulavanaka beachside. Yes. And how do I know that? Okay. There's not enough time for this this week. Dan, you know how excruciating it is, uh, my worst friend, John Syracuse, how excruciating it is because he always has to keep talking about things and like keep coming back and like correcting things and saying, ooh, look at me, I'm John Craig Syracuse and I made an error, ooh, cover myself with glory. And the flying monkeys go, ee, 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 Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't do that, right? No, never. But uh, a funny thing happened. (laughs) A funny thing happened. Uh, (laughs) Okay. A funny thing happened on the way to back to work. Uh, R.I.P. Stephen Sondheim. Um, so, uh, uh, a friend of the show, uh, uh, Greg Agile Tortoise, that's a family name. Oh, yeah, Agile. Um, I noticed uh, a few days ago, Greg had linked to a discussion we had about drafts here on the program. Thank mm-hmm. you, Greg. Mm-hmm. And I got distracted while I was going back and going, oh, what did I say about drafts? I think I like it. Um, and I went back and it just kind of ran in the background for a while. Mm-hmm. And... It's so freaking funny. Episodes, two episodes from April of 2018. And at one point I actually said in one of these two episodes, you know, uh, I think I said specifically, it's a weird week to talk about non-competes and NDAs because in three years, this probably won't make any sense. Well, it's three years later now. (laughs) And yes, it was about Harvey Weinstein. Uh But we, do you remember the question that we got asked from the person who uh, had concerns about one of their employees had blocked them on social media and should they sign a non-compete? I don't know if you remember that. It's from, uh, like I say, I vaguely, April. that sounds familiar. Yeah. This will help. This will help. We kept putting it off and then eventually we did it. Yeah. And then we talked about it in two episodes. Um, I don't have time for this. Well, I don't have time for this. I got a whole, I got a whole thing here, Dan. We're starting early, you know, just so you know. Yes. Yeah, so we want to make sure we have enough time. We don't have enough time. I, um, this does not happen to me that that often because uh, uh, everything I say by definition is a promise. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally it's. <laughs> I didn't. I don't move fast because I don't have to move for anybody. <laughs> You're fusing several different mafia asking. You're doing that. You do that. But you can see me eating that sausage real slow because I don't have to eat a sausage for anybody. Title. Uh, too, too soon. I. Heard words coming out of my mouth that didn't even sound like the. It sounded like almost like a different person. So in, instead of talking about it this week, I'm going to assign it. If you're interested and you don't need to be, but next week, um, uh, time permitting, you know, existence permitting, if the accident will, as Kurt Vonnegut Jr. says, if the accident will, uh, I want to talk about uh, uh, correcting. I want to talk about a change of heart that I've had about mm. <laughs> making employees sign things. Normally, I don't care about these things, but I, I felt what I was saying was so close to completely stupid that um, I want to return to that because I think it's still relevant. Okay. Maybe maybe more than ever, Dan, in, in these challenging times. Bula Vinaka. How, how are you doing? Bula Vinaka Beachside. You, you doing all right? You good? I mean, I'm chill. I'm relaxed. Okay. It's, um, yeah. You know, I went to New York. 
Yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned that last week uh, for work. Yeah, and I um, I always throw it wasn't my just, shoes. It wasn't just to go to the go to the M M&M and M store or something. No, like that. no. I always throw okay. my shoes away after I'm done with New York. Hmm. I wear shoes I don't oh. need, I won't need to keep, and I throw them out when I get back. Oh, that's smart because you're covered. They're covered with uh, Manhattan. Yeah, and I don't like bringing that in. You know, I usually yeah. take them off at the door outside, and then I don't even mm-hmm. bring them in. And then, uh, and then I just put them in a bag and get rid of them. Yeah, I've done we're, this the last in... four trips. Okay, good for you. Um, so I don't want to drag up any brands, but is there like a certain like you feel like you got maybe some Air Jordans that are on the way out? You, you yeah. wear those. Yeah, I'll wear land. something I think is is going to be, you know, phased out. And then I'll. That's really smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do that with underwear. Yeah. Um, to New York. Uh, oh, just anywhere. You got to have underwear. You know, but you know, if you if you if you're going somewhere where you feel like you might have an incident, you know, wear old ones. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to what your doctor and your mother says. Bulvanaka. Mm-hmm. But I um I um yeah I used to sit to my kid all the time when we get home from somewhere and God one of the best things we learned at her preschool every time there's a transition we wash our hands and I I hand to God we all got sick less when she was in preschool from the hand, about, from the hand washing. We got, yes, because yeah. basically you go outside, you wash your hands, you come back in, you wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Certainly before you have uh, what they call lunch bunch, which is just lunch, but you know, everything has to rhyme, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a crime. And, and so, <laughs> don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. but I, we'd get in the house, I'd say, I wash hands. I said, so you got San Francisco all over you. Mm-hmm. Cause you think about when you're riding out, well, you have some pills. Was that pills? I uh, know. I'm just, it's ice in here. You know, I'm drinking, I, I had the little, um, what's that thing called? little thing Coffee? you squeeze no the thing you squeeze into the a water lemon? give it a flavor oh squirter. About a, yeah it's a squirter but it's um oh this is your aftermarket flavor flavor it's like uh, 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 capsule yeah something like, what is hmm. that called i always forget what it's know. called anyway you gotta have uh, that because i'm supposed to be drinking like three of these four of these a day oh no are you ill no you're just supposed to do, you're you're ill if you're not I drinking am. enough water yeah, there's a really good episode of Decoder Ring. I think it's called The Invention of Hydration. <laughs> and it's all about the jam up that is hydration, which is a totally made up thing. Um, but, um, I mean, yeah, you could be dehydrated if you're like, you know, Tom Hanks with your, with your you know, volleyball, la, la, la. <laughs> I don't I feel like he was really dehydrated on the island. He was so dehydrated. He thought it was the neighbor from a Home Improvement. I was reading an article about how um, our, our buddy Wolverine, mm-hmm. uh, Hugh Jackman, was talking about that guy's, his, got a, that guy's got a huge Jackman. He was talking about how he trains, you know, when we get in shape for the part of Wolverine, and uh, he would say he's pretty ripped he, for a guy his age. Yes, and part of the reason why he looks so good is not only would be he be in like peak training when he was doing that, but he would also basically extremely dehydrate himself because when you dehydrate oh. all, all, all like uh, bodybuilders um, right. do know this because when you're up, you know, showing off the muscles, showing the guns, you eat all the dehydration. Mm. It, it, it makes the skin tighter and it shows the veins and you look amazing. And he's mm. like, I don't look like that now. He's like, I only looked like that for three days while right. we were like, filming. Like, a, like, like an Australian <laughs> beef jerky and opposing jock. La, la, la. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess you can make weight, uh, have some chrome. Can we just but, only talk about Wolverine? Yeah. I know you have a plan. Sure. I just have so much Wolverine. Oh my god, stuff I, I got so many bullets. Talk to you about. Okay, they cut his All head right, off, well, and it was just his head sitting there. And Nick Fury is like, ugh. "Just your head sitting there." And he's like, "I know." He's like, "Do you know mm-hmm. how you're breathing right now?" He's like, "No." He's like, "You're breathing through your skin." 
These are panels okay. from a comic book. Have you read this one? Uh, what series? Ultimate. One of the ultimate. Oh ones. no, no, really? No, yes. I, I, no, I, I mean, I like the idea the of the ultimates. I hate the ultimates. I like the idea of it. Um, what was I going to say about that? So we'll come back to that. What were we talking about? Water. I've got two beverages. I've got. Uh, it's always two beverages with me. I've got a seltzer and an iced tea. Uh, I don't want to talk about my sleep right now. Um, what was I going to say? Dang it. It's going to drive me crazy. It'll come back to me. Um, hi, Dan. Uh, it's Tuesday, uh, December 14th. It's the optimistic day. Mm-hmm. And, oh, look at that. You sent me something mm-hmm. from the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah, they did it. Is BMB read this? I think so. Yeah, he did Ultimates, right? I thought he did. I mean, oh, sorry, this is confusing. The Ultimates, I think, technically is the name of the Av- Avengers in the Ultimate Universe. Right. Okay. But you've also got, you got Ultimate, you got Ultimate Spider-Man, and then you got Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, and that's how we got Miles Morales, right? Yes. Miles Boy, took confusing. over for the, I will tell you, yes. that that Ultimate Spider-Man, that series, mm-hmm. was such a, is such a jewel. It's so mm-hmm. good. It's so good. And that is where, you know, spoiler, can mm-hmm. we do it? I mean, Peter Parker dies in that universe and that's Miles Morales. Oh, but it's takes over. But in the Ultimate Comics one. Yes. Oh my God. It's so, it's heartbreaking. So, so good. good. Um, boy, I'm really at, at sixes and sevens. I've had very little sleep the last two nights and it's, it's interesting. You know, this is, this is, it feels like a very uh, uh, pseudo Buddhist Sudism. Sudism? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Sudism which is my version of Buddhism. It's funny because I totally spaced taking my sleeping pills night before last. And I had a very, very tough night. I was very anxious. I did not sleep. I usually get five hours of deep sleep and I got 47 minutes. of deep Oh sleep. my God. And again, we can all, you know, can, we I compare probe, notes. can I probe a little bit here? Yeah. As long as you leave me time for a segment I'm bringing back called cool things. I learned this week. Um, the question is, what is your sleep uh, pill? If you care to share, can you, you can say no. You can decline. I'll add it. You know, the show will never um, air. I mean, I don't super duper care. I don't like to get into too much of that stuff. But you know, the I'm asking for myself. Oh, you don't take drugs, do you? I mean, not hard stuff. You know, hmm, soft drugs. <laughs> hmm, soft drugs. Hard option. <laughs> I take. You know what's great is uh, get your doctor to get you a beta blocker. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm taking it. My friend Alex is taking one. We're taking the same one. It's called propanolol. And it's, they're great. So basically, all, I mean, I'm not a physician. No. You probably can't tell. But it, um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically a beta blocker. Just you know, like, if you have to do something like go be on stage, give a presentation, a lot of people take a beta blocker. Isn't it, am I wrong in thinking that that's used also for blood pressure stuff? Yeah, I think that's what, it, I think it's main on-label use is reducing blood pressure. So like, it's not the kind of thing my wife needs because her resting heart rate is like six. <laughs> but like... You know, and, and it doesn't really constitute a practice, but I have still been really sticking with doing the meditations in um, yeah. Fitness Plus. And by the way, it's Joanna, not Joanne. Um, she's the best. She's great. Christian's okay. I really like Joanna. Uh, and there's actually a section. If you go to Fitness Plus, there's a section of like, get what was that? Is that ice? That's ice. In the, oh, it's stir, S-T-U-R. That's, I'm going to put it in the stir. show notes because I've actually had a few people ask me about this well, stuff. that's weird. Hydration. Um, it's about hydration. You're not, mm, you're dehydrated. I guess. 
Um, but, uh, and that has been helping me so much. I've been, and I'm trying to, here's the thing. And, and I know this, this for you is obviously a huge distinction and a huge difference, but I think for a lot of people, it's not, I think a lot of what some people call meditation is really a, a form of relaxation. Mm-hmm. And I do think in my head canon anyway, I think of actual meditation being the difficult work of, you know, sitting on a cushion or whatever, sure. or, but uh, I've also, I'm happy to say, uh, I've mainly been using it for helping me get to sleep, but uh, they have like, like I said, they have like nine different topics, you know, things like gratitude, creativity, um, calm, obviously is a big one, but I've started doing in the middle of the day uh, at a time where I would normally take a nap, I've been doing a meditation. So that's been good. My HRV is getting a little bit better, even mm-hmm. though I still don't really understand. I think it's the dew point of my heart. Um, but, uh, that's been good, but it's my sudism, sudism. Yeah. My sudism is like night before last, oh my God, it sucked so much. And I, I kept having the thing where it's like, there's a song in my head over and over the thought it goes around. I oh, sleep, I know. Oh my God. I hate that. That's the worst. I, I describe this to my friend Alex as being like in my mental model of this, think about a trivial pursuit piece with the six wedges. And it's almost like this, like this slideshow. It just keeps going around and around, like mm-hmm. a carousel. You mm-hmm. know, pain it just keeps going around and around mm-hmm. and around. And you can and see it, and you know it's happening. Nothing. You just they, you're stuck on there for the ride till it's over, whenever that is. Right. Yeah. And it's. And we'll get to this in a second with a cool thing I learned this week. But you know, how we feel about things has a lot to do with how. <laughs> How we feel about things, obviously, has a huge impact on our well-being, but how we feel about how we feel, which we've been talking about since 2011, is a huge deal. Um, And what's interesting, though, is I had about the same small amount of time in bed sleep Sunday night and Monday night, Mm -hmm. but like, I woke up really early this morning and I felt good. I'd only slept for like three and a half hours, Mm. but I says to myself, I says, look, I got, I got day... (laughs) I got Dan, I got Dan in the morning for the morning zoo, and then I got. Uh, By the I way, got it's not, I thought it was monsters in the morning. Is it not monsters in the midday? Well, well, you mean our, our like uh, you mean our uh, our, our, our morning zoo show? Yeah, our morning zoo show. Oh, I think we need we need we need new names. It would be like you know Stinky and the Monkey Bot or something like that. Don't you have names like that? And you then go, a black girl you know, like uh, there's a guy here in town is like a. Uh, the Love Sponge, I think was his name. Went by. Oh, I think his name's Bubba, and I think he had intercourse with Hulk Hogan's wife. <laughs> Isn't that what happened? Something like that? I think that's that what guy. happened. Something like that happened. Yeah, he, he's a Hulkamaniac. Um, his hair is, uh, what's the line from Sweet D? His hair is, is long, yet silken, like that of a Chinese man. That's what she says about Hulk Hogan. Um, but uh, the way you look at it, boy, I woke up today, da 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 Oh, I can probably do that Oh, that would be. And so I woke up this morning, but like I didn't feel bad about it. I woke up and I said, hey, you know, this is going to be like the old days. I'll get up, I'll do a little writing, I'll prep for my program with Dan, I'll take my kid to the cafe. And uh, it is funny, though, how the way that you feel about something, like how you, you know, how you look at it. I think I feel like this is a slightly continental philosophy idea, maybe John Locke, but that idea of like, hey, <clears throat> if you um, got to meet a friend of yours who you hadn't seen in years and you really missed, 
and you like you sit there and you catch up for you know half an hour. And then when you're leaving, is only when you're leaving is when you find out that the door was locked. Like, were you free to leave the whole time? Well, you know, it's a, it's a thought experiment. But but the the thing is, if you don't feel bad about what's going on, no jail can hold you, man. You know. Whereas if you feel if you if you feel bad about what's going on, like you'll never be free in life. Yeah. You know. But anyway, I feel pretty good. Um, I've had some ADD pills. Oh yeah, so propanolol. Um, that's good. I also take a, um, I mean, you know, I, who knows what does what, but I also take a, a sleep, like, over-the-counter herbal thing mm-hmm. with a good amount of melatonin, like, not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, just a whole big ball of meth. Yeah, no, I tried all of the, yeah, like, herbal, whether it's, you know, herbal. valerian, melatonin, uh, GABA. Uh, yeah, what's I, the, take, I take L-theanine. that's got sun, sun, sun L yeah, L I tried all those. I was just yeah. taking max doses of them, and it never, uh, never. Well, made a I've been sometimes I forget whether I took it or not, and like I usually, if I'm smart, I do the old man thing, and I put them in like little, uh, you know, like thing your, your grandparents have with their pills in it. I do that with those little, uh, you know, uh, little drug envelopes. And then I can like go, oh, here's my, here's my pills for the night. And I, and I grab it. But like, sometimes I'll think like, oh, did I take it? Did I not take it? I don't remember. And I thought, you know, abundance of caution. I'm trying to taper off some of this stuff in any way. It's not like addictive stuff, but now I'm talking too much and we have to get to cool things I learned this week. Merlin's top I'm gonna sk- 10 of 2021. Ugh, I'm skipping. I warned you that's what I was going to tell. I know. <laughs> We gotta have it, you know. It's a yearly thing. You you gotta do it. Your Merlin's top show floor. Yeah, that's (laughs) fine. We could do that. We'll do that for our end of year episode. Um, But um, this is not that. This is different. Not that, but this. So we have about we we have till a little before uh, uh, noon your time. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. I can fit this all in. Um, I will end up doing a, a small bit of log rolling this week as uh, David Plotz calls it. Um, and uh, the, so I'll mention uh, two, two podcasts where my voice appears. Uh, I will later on mention the do by Friday podcast, but I also want to mention I was on uh, the talk show with John Gruber, a friend of the show this week. And we talked eventually about the Beatles get back thing, mm. but which, and you know, it's the two of us, which is, Ah, that's actually a Beatles song, um, which is, you know, a bad idea. I, I apologize several times that he had ever met me because I'm, I'm insufferable. Uh, all the Memoji crowd and his uh, and his uh, menchies, you know, you know, that kind of thing. That's that, that, that's what John's listeners sound like. Um, but um, but uh, but I had prepared for that mm-hmm. uh, a segment I was proposing to him, which was like, hey, what's some cool Apple, but especially Mac stuff that a lot of people like need to be reminded about that's really cool. And so I thought I'd repurpose some of that here. Anyway, you can listen to us talk, talk about uh, the Beatles for three hours, but oh, also in John's steakhouse that I'm proposing he retire with. But anyway, the point is I had prepped a little of that and that led me to dig a dig a dig a dig a dig a dig a We need to explain to people again what that is, because I think, I think like periodically oh. people need a reminder. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I can do that. Um, it's um, uh, um, and so there's it's, that. So good. I, you know, weird. I can tell you actually. Um, I can tell you exactly where I'm getting that from. 
because it so perfectly crystallized what that sound means. If you came up in the 80s, like like Dan and I did, and, and you listened to the radio a lot, electronic drums, <laughs> Lynn drums, and, and but there's a kind of like I want to call it like a rack roll. Mm-hmm. Like if you if it was John Bonham, it would be like like go around the kit, you know. You do like a Neil Peart, or yeah. you do like a like a Stuart Copeland roll yep. around yep. the the rack. Um, but if you do that on electronic drums, it sounds like this, <laughs> which is which was in like so many songs in the eighties. Now I'm particularly lifting that from Mr. Showbit. Oh my God! Okay, I can place this. I will find this for show notes. Yeah, it's got to be in the show notes. It's is it the Cyrus Dewey Awards? But it's one of the award show ones with Paul F. Tompkins with you know Mr. Peanut Butter, and it's um it's where uh, they're giving the um it's, oh it's public relations awards, and uh, the winner for that one was the new the new Ku Klux Klan. Um, and so like, you know, and of course everybody's booing them and everything yeah. and, you know, they're giving all their thanks, but I'll find it for notes. But like, I remember the song, the song goes like this. And I think Jill from Mr. Show sings it. It goes like this. She goes, Hey, check us out. We have a new Ku Klux Klan, a hundred percent hate free. Um, and so that's, uh, where I'm, where I'm going when I say cool things I learned this week. Yeah, this is a segment I started a long time ago and abandoned. But but Dan, I'm going to tell you a fact. I'll, t- I'll tell you what gets me excited right now. I'm very excited about my wisdom project. Uh, oh yeah, how's it going? Sick- well, fantastic. If you if you think you're sick of it now, just wait. Um, but <laughs> I'm excited about that, and I am excited about capturing uh, some cool things uh, as as I come across them, literally. <laughs> And uh, and I'm gonna capture those and share those here in an occasional segment we call "Cool Things I Learned This Week." Good. Well, that was a lot of buildup for just a lot of lot of crap. All right. Well, let's hear it. You know, let's do this. We we have we have we have, we have a beloved sponsor this week, don't mm-hmm. we? Yeah, we got one. Why don't we kick it off with saying, uh, "Hey Dan, where would people find show notes for episode five five eight of your?" Back to Work program. Where, where would people find that? Well, thanks to you, courtesy of you, they're going to go to backtowork.limo slash oh. five. Very, cur- very courteous. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm decorous. Thoughtful. Ah, yes. uh, I'm a gentle lover with myself. Actually, none of that's true. I ruined myself. <laughs> so you go, and you can find the notes for this, and I've already put a bunch in there, which, by the way, my worst friend, John Syracuse, hates. He's like, how do you put anything else? I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, Squidward, pump the brakes. Sometimes I'm putting things that, sometimes it's for me, sometimes it's for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell me about something you like, and then we'll start blazing through some of these cool things I learned this week. Digga, digga. You know, I'm going to tell you about feels. You're talking earlier in feels. the episode about things you can do to improve your sleep and things like that. And it's a, feels is a really tremendous wonderful thing people should try for for things like that because that's what it's that's what it's really there for it's it helps you with stress it helps you with anxiety helps you with chronic pain it definitely helps you with sleeping and one of the things i was going to ask you earlier when Hmm. you were talking is if you know if you've tried that for it because i know that for me like cbd uh, has been really really great like all around and feels is the best cbd i think um it's my favorite it's premium CBD and they deliver it directly to your doorstep, which is like the best part of it because, you know, you start running does, does low. It you, you does it get you out. high? Does it get you high, Dan? This is the really cool thing about it. Uh, it. There's no hangover with this stuff. There's no addiction with this stuff. It works naturally mm-hmm. and it's there to just help you feel better. That's the whole thing about it. You take a couple drops, you put it under your tongue, you'll feel the difference like within a few minutes. But 
everyone's dose is a little bit different because everybody reacts to it a little bit differently. So you've got yeah, to find wanna, out. You don't want to, you don't want to take so much that like it's more than you need. That's wasteful. Mm-hmm. And, and the beauty of any of these sorts of things is finding what works for you, both in terms of the, the variety of thing that you're putting into your body, how much of it, how often, and, and they make that a lot easier. You know, they've got a little, a little slogan they want me to read. Okay. The CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. I love that. Uh, don't don't go wrong. Pitch the bong. <laughs> yep. Okay. And uh, you know they're talking about stress. They're talking about anxiety, Merlin. They're talking about pain. Me. And this stuff. <laughs> what? Really, me anxious. It helps. So what you got to do? <laughs> remember the old Mad Magazine? What? Me I sure worried? do. Yeah. That's Alfred E. Newman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So they also have this is really cool. They have, this is new. Sometimes you're out. What are you, what are you doing? You're out and about, right? Out and about, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, I could, mask, I could use some CBD right yep, now. Yep, yep. So okay. you got to get out your little thing. You got to get out your dropper and do, nope. Guess what uh-huh. they have? They have CBD infused mints now. Oh my goodness. You can take these. That sounds, be out that sounds about. refreshing. You yeah. pop a little, you need a mint anyway. Why not make yep. it a CBD mint? You see what I'm saying? L- l- one hitter. Yes. Mm-hmm. A one hitter. And so mm-hmm. this is the thing. You've got to find out what your dosage is going to be because they have different strengths. So you can get a little, You first of all, you can call them. They've got a hotline. They get a human being, human being sitting there ready to talk to you and help you and help you understand CBD and how, what you can use it for, how much to take. But they also have these little flights and they send you these little different vials with different strength CBDs. You can try them out. You can see which one is right for you. It makes, makes you feel like a mad scientist a little bit. It does. In a good way. In a good way. Well, how is that ever bad? I don't think we say mad anymore. I think we say, um, you know, a neurodystypical scientist. Things used to be so much easier when you could say mad. Mad scientist, mad hatter. It drives me crazy. It didn't mean angry. So start feeling better with feels. Become a member today. You just go to Mm -hmm. feels, which is spelled uniquely. It's F-E-A-L-S. Feels, Mm -hmm. F-E-A-L-S. Feels.com slash back to work. Go there, and here's the way this thing works. You sign up, and they start they start sending it to you every month. But you want to pause this thing, you can pause it. You want to change it, you could change it. It's not a lock-in thing. But it really does come in handy because we're all – admit it. We're all getting everything delivered now anyway. We don't leave. So this mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. something else, but you get you get control over it, which is important. You become a member. You go to feels.com slash back to work. You're going to get 40% off your first three months with free shipping. That's a new offer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say 40%? For three months. 40% for That's three months. That's a lot of percent, uh, yeah. Dan. That's a lot. And yeah. it's for the free shipping. So go check it out. Whew. It's going to help you out. Feels.com slash back to work. And uh, we sure do appreciate their support, Merlin Xavier Man. Thank you, Feels. Buck, buck. Also in that episode from 2018, uh, I, I mentioned in passing that my daughter's really confused why I keep saying buck, buck. This show's been around kind of a long time. Yeah, I know. I feel like if yeah. you're new to the show, you're yeah. You don't need like a refresher. You're just just give up. Just give up. Don't try. Because there's too That's much. You know what I'm saying? Like if it, it's it's yeah. it's almost like the bulk of uh, the series, the bulk of human history, <laughs> in, in in a show. Like how are you going to explain? Uh-huh. Like explain to me car. Well, you can't explain a car. What is what is what is car? Yeah, what is car? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You got to start back. You got to start back to when we didn't even have shoes. And then you got to work your way up. It's hopeless. Is that paleo, Dan, when you don't have yes. shoes? Is that considered paleo? Yeah. Well, okay. you got to wear the Vibram uh, five fingers to be considered oh, paleo. Oh, those gorilla, those gorilla shoes. I, I a, bought a, a pair of those look. a few years ago. I could not huh. abide them. 
Really? Yeah, well, warm in New York, I had to throw them out. Yeah, I, I, I see, I think I see the appeal, but... It's, the it's a disgusting appeal, is what it is. It's you a little want, overwhelming. Yeah. I keep thinking what they smell like. Nope. I mean, even when they're new, they probably don't smell great. But then, like, you're basically, you're wearing, like, foot condoms while you walk around <laughs> Manhattan. That's not helping anybody. Carl Sagan said, if you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's purported, it might have been Mark Twain, but he's purported to have said that. The only way out is, okay, we made that joke last week. Oh, this is the reggae. Uh, this is like uh, going to be the, the reggae remix. Oh, everything was reggae back then. Yeah, I, you know, oh, reggae is like butt stuff, like a little's okay, but let's not. You know, let's let's bring in a new DJ. Whatever these I mean. new meds are that you're on, these oh, are you, working, Dan. man. These are all right. These are good. Please stay on. Okay. You know, um, boy, I should throw all of this out. This is going to be a terrible episode, but I'm um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can with it. Because you know, Dan, you know, I get excited about stuff. Do you know I get excited about things? Mm-hmm. And I figure, I figure, like you know, I feel like one of the cool things in tribes a heavily weighted word but i feel like a nice thing that you can do for people uh definitely people you know and people you like is to share the cognitive load or to you know like along the lines of you know providing context for things Mm -hmm. you know i I love context everywhere but twitter because you know removing context really helps us see whatever it is that we'd like to see but you know if i post to if i post a to to a photo of a woman and the picture of a cartoon and i say omg it's going to be left to the viewer to understand that that's the woman who plays Lucy in that in the Jackie Daytona episode of uh, Have you gotten to that yet? Have you gotten to Jackie Daytona? Have you gotten to that yet? Uh, what we, no. What we do in the shadows. <clears throat> I'm on the one where they um, they went to the party in Manhattan, the club. Manhattan. Yeah. Yes, that one with his hat. The, da, with his da, witch, bloody, the witch bloody, hat. Bloody cursed, the bloody cursed hat. <laughs> yes, that one. I just watched that one. Um, Nick Kroll <laughs> is. Okay, first of all, that episode. And I, really, Dan, you can return to that episode so many times. And like, like any really enjoyable, rich show, mm-hmm. you can always go back and watch it again. And as they say, you see things you missed the first time, but also just, you know, like the way, like, you know, over time, how Nandor's, Nandor has all these great catchphrases, phrases like, to paraphrase, effing guy, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> um, things like that, or, you know, like, not Yo Guillermo, like those kinds of things, like all his little, like, catchphrases. But, um, that episode is so well written and so well cast and wonderfully shot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's also that's when Colin Robinson to me really starts coming into his own. Oh yeah, that's early early episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, I, I think my hat might be cursed. <laughs> he's um. So I do have. Qu- I don't want to Google oh, no, anything. Go go go! I don't want to no, look no, no, it no, up because no. I don't want it to get spoiled. No. Um, but he. He does have Colin. Colin Robinson does have powers. I mean, he certainly has powers. Uh, ab- yes, absolutely. And you will eventually. I again, no spoilers here. Yeah, don't spoil like, it, please. Okay, all right, all right. Um, just, just, just get get to the last episode of season one. Okay, because it's extremely special. Okay. but but, and I will just say because you know I'm a terrible father. Uh, well, not solely because of that. There's a lot of things that are because I'm a terrible father. But, you know, we watch a little TV in the morning, which was verboten when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when we get back from the cafe, got the bagel, 
And uh, I, I, there's there's an episode where Nick Kroll's character, what's his name? The oh wait, I know this. Oh oh no, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, the oh what is his what is his character's name? Oh my god. Anyway, he comes back later on. And so, do you remember how that episode ends when he when when they're running away and Laszlo says, "I think my hat might be cursed." Yes. Well, not the very end. The very end is, I guess, in the hospital, which is so good. But you know, let's just say um, he was falling on some hard times. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe you haven't heard my club exploded. <laughs> but um, but the well, oh, so that episode. Go back and watch it again, okay? Because um, if you're like me, and you, you know, so we we watched the one with Nick Kroll again this morning, the second one with him. But it's so well cast. Just think about the scene. So poor. So basically, the the Staten Island vampires. <laughs> well, it's just who two were sent, streets, really. It's like a street and a half <laughs> over yeah. Ashley were, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were sent here by the Baron to conquer the New World, and so far they have their street and part of the next street. And so they go to Manhattan to to deal with. Uh, oh God, what is his name? That's <laughs> going to bug me nuts. you until you look it, it up. You just have to type. Type. You can probably Nick. <laughs> Crow, what we do in the show? Because he's somebody the something. Uh, he, oh, Simon the Devious. Simon the Devious. Um, well, he is devious. But I mean, my favorite shot in that episode is, you know, they're at they're at the place they all have their capes, you know, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> because you got to wear a cape, <laughs> you look like a right tart. Um, but uh, there's the like old woman dancing in a cage. You like just see her for a second, yeah. but you see this woman. She looks like she's probably like sixty five. Like just, she's doing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This totally unenergetic, joyless dance in a cage, and she looks at the camera, and it's so freaking funny. But but my probably my favorite favorite scene amongst many in that episode is <laughs> you remember, and he's like introducing everybody in his crew. Yes, and it's like Count Rapula, <laughs> and you know what's his name, the Silent. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good! What a great show. Um, Simon the Devious. I love Nick Kroll. Okay, um, this is a real Motley Crew, as we used to say. But uh, here's some cool things I learned this week. Um, I learned some cool meta concepts that I had not heard about. I, I'm continuing to tell John Syracuse, I don't think he understands what second order effects mean. And I'm not going to get into a whole thing with him about it, but I was looking up, you know, a, am I getting, you know, the order of things? And it's mostly a chemistry thing, so I don't understand it. But I ended up finding these other things that I didn't know about. These are meta concepts. Um, I thought second order effects was that every action has a consequence and then those actions have consequences, second order. Like a second arrow. The way... It's like the second a second arrow. arrow. It's the second you, arrow. The, it's the one you shoot at yourself. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, which is exactly conceptual with what we're talking about here, you know, because everything's related, especially when you're not neurotypical. Everything's um, a remix. Everything's a remix. What's his name? Uh, Cody Kirby. Mm-hmm. Kirby Ferguson. Cody's Kirby. the best name for a dog. Mm-hmm. If I was going to get That's a dog, a very I would, would want name. name it Cody. <gasps> Cody's this very sweet name for a dog. It's the only name. A oh. Male or female, any size or shape of dog. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw a uh, English bulldog on Doggist the other day. Was it named, named Cody? No, it should be. All dogs should be Cody. All dogs are Cody's. Cody at birth. <laughs> um, but uh, assigned Cody at birth. But um, <laughs> but this is this is new to me, and I thought this was kind of up your alley. Um, two, uh, two concepts. It's always two concepts with me. Have you ever heard of higher order volition? 
No. It's okay. I, I had neither. Uh, this is from the Internet Science uh, site, and this is in the show notes for this episode. Um, higher order volition. Higher order volitions, or higher order desire, as opposed to action determining volitions. Mm. You know, volition, like a willful like thing, right? Higher order volitions are volitions about volitions. Higher order volitions are potentially more often guided by long-term convictions and reasoning. And I was just like, I don't know, that really landed on me. I was like, huh. In the same way that you can have, you know, as we'll talk about in a second, feelings about feelings, you can also have volitions about volitions. An example for a failure to follow higher order volitions is the drug addict who takes drugs even though uh, they would like to quit taking drugs. I'm always interested in pretty much anything that shows us how our our mind is actually mini minds. You know, there's a little homunculus up there or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's all the ways that we trip ourselves up by sort of not not realizing there's a man behind the curtain, maybe not realizing there's a man or a curtain. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Higher mm-hmm. order volitions. And the related one that I learned about this week is, perhaps unsurprisingly, a meta emotion. Mm. And that feels like it's right in our wheelhouse. Meta emotion is an organized and structured set of emotions and cognitions about the emotions, both one's own emotions and the emotions of others. How interesting is that? So basically, I mean, how, we're sitting around here so with like, a volition. So, so in you're our saying, hands. I feel angry. Well, how do you feel about feeling angry? That's what you're talking about. I mean, that's how I think about it for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I only, I'm not going to read more than a paragraph of this, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, you don't need to, not, to be the expert. I mean, I one mean, paragraph on the internet, you you are an expert. Ah, oh, are you kidding me? I googled it. Um, citation needed. Um, but I think that I mean, and really, I you know, jokes left the room for just a moment. But that's the second arrow that we talked about in in that early those grand five or seven episodes when, when we were good and people liked the show. Um, <laughs> But I think that's a huge deal. It's like, and I, I think this might be a really big deal for a lot of women, is that you're not supposed to be angry. And, you know, if you, if or about anything, right? Mm-hmm. So like, oh, you're so emotional. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we don't do that with the, the, the thumbs and chuds and hogs with their Oakleys on the back of their head. Like, they're allowed to be as emotional as they want. Triggered. Um, but, like, emotions about emotions, like... What's worse than being angry? Well, being sad about being angry. It is, and again, just to clarify, to state the blindingly obvious, bloody cursed hat, is that, is that it doesn't have to be the same emotion that you have about that emotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, happy about being happy, sure, I'll, I'll allow that. But like, think about how often that secondary meta-emotion, what was it we called a long time ago, Dan, the seven dwarfs of, of bad emotions? You know, how if you really like boil off a lot of the BS... Mm-hmm in our attitude about ourselves in the world, we, we do tend to land back on this same handful of pathologies. You know, if you do the, the, the seven whys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you just keep going, why, 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 why? Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm angry, but I'm, I'm also, I'm sad about how I'm angry or I'm angry about how I'm sad. Mm. And, you know, not to belabor a, at this point, almost, you know, 12-year-old point, but that is the second arrow. The second arrow is the the emotion that we choose to carry, which can be because that emotion about the emotion feels so much more real and raw. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like think about, like, no, I don't make it sad, but think about how many feelings we have in life that are, in a way we almost never want to admit, kind of about feeling abandoned or left out. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can come up with. The, I mean, let's let's be honest. The person who sent that question three years ago about you know their employee blocking them on social media. I mean, in some ways, I think the whole thrust of what I'm trying to say back then, and I want to say more about next week, is that I think that's an emotion about an emotion. Mm-hmm. Like when you find yourself speculating about other people's motivations, you find yourself speculating about you know the the good or evil, quote unquote, of other people. Like we are guessing other people's when we guess other people's motivations, we what's the phrase they use on political Twitter? You're telling on yourself. Oh, I haven't you heard know? that one. Yeah. You're telling on yourself, which I, I take to mean in that instance, like, oh man, I can't believe I'm surrounded by all these like conniving, backstabbing people. And it's like, well, you know, if you're not sure who the backstabber in the room is, it's probably you. Like, that's the kind of thing somebody says if they're a conniving backstabber. Because you, I mean, we see this in the previous resident of the White House, where it's like that person has such a seemingly simple, two dimensional view of the world. That that guy could only think what he would do in that situation, which is to be vicious or to attack, and so constantly talking about oh being treated very unfairly in the media and stuff like that. I think emotions about emotions are important, and, and I think I think back to the uh, the notion of woman who's not supposed to feel angry. Well, of course you're angry. There's that wonderful uh, Rebecca Traister book, you know, it's just all about like women and anger. And uh, I don't know. I just thought these were interesting. I like anything that turns back on itself. I used to keep a list of these when I was in college. I called them metas. You know, I mm-hmm. give I give my I give my right arm to be ambidextrous. Um, that kind of thing. It seemed very clever to me at the time. You know, because I had full grade marijuana. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yes. A lot of a lot of profundity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's a cool meta concept. Um, what do you think about stuff like that? Do you think about that? Do you think about What's your? Do you have a take on, uh, or an updated take on how you think about emotions about emotions? Emotions about emotions. <clears throat> well, I phrase actually it however find, you want, but I, I, I think it's. I, it feels important to me. It is important, I think. And the weird thing is, as you've been talking about this, I was thinking about this, and I think that this is true for myself, and I suspect it's true for most people. Is that we actually spend a lot more time dwelling in the space of our second string emotions than we do in the first ones. Um, Second string emotion. Oh, a thousand percent. You know, like like you get angry and you're like, you're not really sitting there being angry as much as you're like thinking about the anger and how you got to it and and how you should change. And it'll just keep ripping at you until you get to one of the seven dwarfs. Right. Which is stuff like fear, sadness, disappointment, you know. You know, and 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 like I, I'm, I've grown fond of saying because it was a breakthrough for me. You know, when people say to an anxious person like me, "What are you anxious about?" and I respond, "Nothing and everything," mm-hmm. which I used to think was just a line, but I've come to believe that's extremely true. Like, or to to paraphrase uh, the late great, you know, James Dean, "What have you got?" Like, right. no, wait, no, wait, what movie is that? Is that Rebel Without a Cause? Yeah. When the guy says, "What are you rebelling against?" Yeah, he says, what, what, you, got? "What have you got?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, what are you, what are you mad and frustrated about? Well, it's like you know, first of all, dumb question. No, but like, I I think that I guess if there's any takeaway for this, it's don't read too much Wikipedia. But also that I I think it is valuable to understand that uh, again to quote to quote the great um, Mike Squire's feelings are real. This is also in the wisdom document. Thoughts, thoughts and feelings are real, but they don't have to define you. As friend of the show, Pima Chodron said, you know, you're the sky, not the weather. <laughs> yeah. Pima Chodron has too many umlauts. I think she's just putting us in on. In the spelling of the name? Is that what you mean? Ch- 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 children, 
Mm-hmm. I think she's got she's got two uh, what you call diureses, <laughs> diureses pieces. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, to quote my daughter, when she was three, that's not funny. That's not even a joke. Mm. Uh, but it is real, and it will define you. And mm-hmm. what you're calling second string, or what John Syracuse calls second order, second order emotions. And by the way, second order to me means first order is I got fired. Second order is well, if I got fired, what impact will that have? down the road, mm-hmm. right? I think, I think of second order to me as being, and again, I'm not a, in anything. I'm a podcaster. It's worse than nothing. But, um, but I, I do feel like that sometimes it leads us in very unexpected ways, especially if we don't know it's there. If, we're, if we have been raised, for example, and I am throwing out all the greatest hits of, of terrible cliches here, but could, could be women, could be uh, Christians, could be people from Florida. Like there's certain kinds of emotions that you're just not supposed to have. You're definitely not supposed to show, and you certainly are not supposed to talk about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think we all... I was going to say especially men, but I don't think that's true. I think we all tend to, we tend to ignore, overlook, maybe reframe anything that makes us look or feel vulnerable, because mm-hmm. that's the worst. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot appear vulnerable. You can't change your mind. You can't admit you're having a tough day. But this is such a big part of my Sudism practice, is that if you just sit with it and hold it in your hands, it just becomes just another thing. Or like this, that trauma book that I'm utterly obsessed with. God, I love this book so much. The body keeps the score. I just, I, I, this book has been just transformative for me. And I feel like one of the things, one of the many, many things I've gotten out of this wonderful book, and I'll find the interview with that guy that Ezra Klein did that led me to this book uh, that's been so transformative. But there's, like, you know, sort of like, you know, the more we chase feelings, try to chase feelings away, you know, they're like roaches and they just kind of come back when you look somewhere Mm -hmm, else. mm Mm-hmm. I think that if we it can be that second string, second order, second arrow, emotion becomes the one that it's, it can sometimes be difficult to understand, but it's the one we feel the most sharply. Because like, it sucks to go like, you know, a big part of this trauma book is just this idea of like, what happens? What, what, what causes trauma? Well, a big cause of trauma, uh, I'll try to keep this content warning free, especially stuff that happens to a lot of kids just it happens like the numbers are there there's a lot of bad stuff that happens to kids how much it sucks that the one person in the world who is supposed to keep you safe to if you like keep you from being traumatized is the person who has traumatized you right and how that makes us feel incredibly raw and vulnerable. that's the worst possible thing yeah because we don't want to feel weak we don't want to feel vulnerable we don't want to feel you know like a wuss Mm -hmm. is the science term for it and so, but like, you know, it's one thing to walk around and be like, in his case, dealing with Vietnam veterans. This is the guy who helped, you know, sort of found the whole idea of PTSD, mm. you know, and dealing with people who came back from Vietnam, which is just in the, the stories in this book are just shredding the things that happen to people when they come back. And like the one that really sticks out in, the, in an early chapter is a guy whose entire company got ambushed and he's the only one who survived and he watched every single person in his platoon or his squad or whatever die. Mm. And like he had to like come home and deal with that. But not before he went out and did his own massacre on a bunch of mm. villagers. So now there's that. And it's a whole thing. And, you know, if we don't find a way to be okay with those emotions, to realize that whatever the weather is today, we need to care about the sky. 
if we don't get with that, then those emotions are going to keep running our lives. It's going to keep, uh, again, the, the author of this book is saying, basically, if you, if you don't find a way to deal with that trauma and the, the market literally like leaves, you know, there's physical stuff that happens to your body after trauma that happens right. to your brain. I saw you tweeted with, something about a book uh, yeah. about that. Yeah, you know what? I'd love to talk about that, but especially the way that, like the, uh, uh, it's 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 a homonym, but relax. The Vegas system, which is like this incredibly complex thing that, like, it's it's starting somewhere like at the top of your spine, but going through like your digestive system. Hearing that news makes me sick. Well, it might actually make you sick. There's a physical impact to all of this stuff because, you know, you. You can't cope with all of those. Anyway, hey, everybody, watch out for your emotions. It's like Jello Biafra says, your emotions make you a monster. Does he say that? Mm -hmm. Your emotions make you a monster. It's from uh, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Okay. 1980 Dead Kennedys album. Their best album, if I'm being honest. Digga, 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 digga. Which Number is two. the one with Holiday in Cambodia on it? Holiday in Cambodia, there's two versions of it at least. It was originally, I think, a single or a 12-inch, oddly enough. Uh, I think it was Holiday in Cambodia and Police Truck, I want to say. But Holiday in Cambodia is um, on the second side of Fresh Fruit, which is their best album, if I'm being honest. Hold on, I got to look at... Um, at Do you like Dead Kennedys? Yeah, I loved Dead Kennedys. Okay, go school. on you. Go, oh my God. When oh, I was sorry, 19, sorry. like them and Black Flag and REM were just like, oof, they're real different bands. One of these is not like the others. But yeah, my friend had made me um, a tape because I had no money. He made me a tape of, um, gosh, which Black Flag, maybe um, My War on one side um, or, or the one with, um, the one with uh, Rise Again. And then the other side was um, Fresh Fruit, which I really imprinted on. And uh, but go on YouTube and do some searches. I don't know how they manage this, but there's so many amazing, well, great concert videos, like you know them playing in San Francisco and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But also some amazing in studio, like pretty high quality shot on film, like them recording Nazi punks, like in the studio. Mm -hmm. And if you enjoy them, oh my god, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I said this on on the internet a few uh, months ago, but the amazing thing about watching those old videos, if you've never seen Dead Kennedys, because it's like it's like the weirdest. Okay, comic give me convenience or give me death. Yeah, that yeah. is a compilation album. Yes, that's from circa eighty six. Yeah, eighty. It says yeah, eighty six, eighty seven. That yeah, was yeah. my before introduction that was before that. that. Oh, really? Okay, yes. yeah. Before that was Frank and Christ, which is okay. Um, it's probably a little bit too famous for the H.R. Giger poster that came with it, uh, which I would not show to a kid um, <laughs> unless you want to traumatize them. Mm -hmm. And he brings it back around. But you know what? I'll find that for notes, too. I got nothing else to do. I've had a lot of you know pills, and I'm awake. I've got iced tea. I'll find uh, the Nazi punks because you know Klaus Floride, their bass player. Oh, anyway, the thing I said on the internet was because they're like you got this really amazing, athletic African American guy playing drums. I think it's DJ Pelligro. You got East Bay Ray on guitar. You got Klaus Floride on bass, and you got Jello Biafra singing. And it really is like they are in. They are the most interesting person in four different bands. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing the rubber gloves. It's very odd. Um, the, the second, uh, log rolling for this week will be, uh, saying, uh, uh, that, uh, do by Friday is a, is a 
podcast program I do with my friend Alexandra, dobyfriday.com, and uh, we do a challenge. And the challenge this week, <laughs> item two, <laughs> page two, uh, the challenge this week is to douse your face. I ran across an article in uh, the New York Times, and I got tricked a little bit. I got tricked a little bit because it was actually kind of a repub from uh, over, like over a year ago. Mm-hmm. But you will find this in notes. I thought this was good. I hate to say it, but uh, this is catnip for people like me. And it is an article that is called uh, uh, STRES Five Minute Five Minute Coronavirus Stress Resets. Okay, okay. That's a terrible name for this. Clickbait, right? Uh, Garbage. I learned about something in here that is so interesting to me that I had to bring it to Alex, and it is our challenge this week when I say douse your face. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read you exactly what it says in the New York Times article. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Cool off. Okay, so uh, and actually, I, I learned about also learned about dialectical behavioral therapy, which is something that Alex is doing right now. Marsha Linehan, quoting New York Times. Uh, sorry, author's name is um, Rosalina Burkova. And oh, the tennis, uh, uh, tennis check. Yes, 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 Martina. Mm-hmm. Um, Marsha Linehan, a professor emeritus in psychology at UW, popularized an exercise in dialectical behavioral therapy to regulate intense emotions that involves immediately lowering, lowering your body temperature by creating a mini plunge pool for your face. This sounds odd. But, and this is where it gets into the science sauce, but uh, by creating a, it activates your body's dive response. Have you ever heard of dive response? It's okay to say you haven't because I hadn't either. Is this the thing where when you dive into the very cold water and it does like a thing to your body that improves your immune yes. system and all of that stuff? It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the nut of it is that blah, blah, something, something, science, insert science here, (laughs) include once science. Um, But um, basically something happens, the nut of it is if you hold your breath and your nostrils are cooled, in this case with water, and it also involves like getting enough of your face into cool water that you're hitting up that trigeminal nerve. So, but like, it doesn't need to be freezing, but there's a thing that happens. You put ice in it? I have, and to find out what happened, you got to listen to Do By Friday, but here's what I've been doing. I started out with way too cold ice water, and it's really difficult, Dan. I mean, to put your face into like sub 50 degree water, I mean, you know, I think there would have been room on the door, you know, if, uh, if Kate Winslet hadn't hogged the door, but you know, you put, you put Leo in that cold water, and you see what happens with the fella. Um, but... And it has to do with this dive response, which, and I'll let y'all read about it. It's all in show notes. Um, But something happens in mammals and vertebrates even. Um, And this is it. Uh, This is from a really silly article that was still useful. Mindfulness Muse. Um, Managing extreme emotions. This is somebody who's taken the the Marshall Linehan... um, Dialectical behavioral therapies, um, te- basically learning how to do it, you know, teaching the teachers. Uh, particularly useful practical tip um, when emotional arousal is very high, when we're in a state of extreme emotional arousal, our brains do not function properly to effectively take in new information. The idea is you, ho- you do have to hold your breath, don't blow bubbles, hold your breath. And I, I, make, I make a full on like Dizzy Gillespie mouth. 
I do like a like I blow up my uh, my cheeks, and stick your face in that water. Get the trigem in there. You go in, and you will see. And well, small spoilers. Um, it doesn't last a super long time. My pulse dropped almost fifteen points in less than thirty seconds. Because what's happening is it's it's like your body paraphrase. thinks it has to conserve energy. And yes. It, yeah. yeah. Correct. So like if you throw, I mean, it's funny. They, I guess they've done this. They've tested this with infants. You just throw a bunch of water in the control group and whatnot. But the thing is, your body freaks a little bit because you you got too much carbon dioxide, not enough oxygen. But your there's a autonomic thing that kicks in. This is the titular dive response, which is that it really, it, it tries to, your body tries to like greatly relax you. And so there's like three different systems involved. Um, you know, they got fancy names and stuff, mm -hmm. but try this out. I think you may find it interesting. Also, you shall send you by Friday. So if I just, uh, we will we, all listen to that, but to, I the did, instructions try 50 are you fill up Try 50 a, degree. A I did 50 degree water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically a bowl, like a mixing bowl, clean bowl. Um, and I, I've done it with like just over like, like colder than a Michelob, like, like 40 ish degree water. Mm -hmm. That's a bit much for me. And then last night, you know, cause I got a little, you know, meat thermometer. I'm able to like, you know, do a quick, quick, um, reading. And so I was doing it last night at, um, uh, 55 and 70 were two that I tried it at. It is believed that it, the effect is more dramatic and much faster if you do very icy cold water. But I guess I would say don't don't do this in a way that's so extreme that it makes you not want to try it again. Mm -hmm. But if you need a way, I mean, why am I telling you this, you guys? Because if if you get panicky like I do, it's nice to know that there is a panic button, a big big red button. And it, I think it's very interesting to have a handful of these things. And I don't know, I've always been interested in this stuff. I would never want to say it out loud, but did you ever hear the thing about, for example, the acupressure thing, where if you if you kind of squeeze the web of your hand, it helps you get rid of a headache? Yeah, I've heard of that. It didn't it didn't do anything for me, but I tried it. No, me neither, but I'm, I, I'm open to these things. I just thought that was so fascinating. And now I really want more of these, even if they're wackadoo. I want to try some wackadoo ones. But like at the other end of the spectrum, Dan, like... Is it ever harmful to take a walk when you like need a break or are stressed out? Or like my shrink said, like there's papers on this. Go and walk. This is in the wisdom document. Go and walk around somewhere that has grass and leaves and branches and irregular patterns. Yeah. And that will that stimulates dopamine. Like that's a thing. Like it's not all it's not all like crackpot stuff. But I just thought I thought that was so interesting. Like all the ways that your body, and again, another theme in the trauma book. Oh, God, I love this book. It's helped me so much with myself, but also just understanding other people. But like that, that when you're when you're experiencing trauma, you you kind of shut down. You know, we used to always say fight or flight, but there's also fight, flight, or freeze or collapse. You know, yeah. Um, just the ways that your body tries to protect you. Yeah. In the case of trauma, it tries to say like, "Don't narc out, don't narc out Father John because everybody loves him, and you'll be the one who gets in trouble." You know that kind of thing. I, your brain is trying to keep you part of the tribe. So fascinating. Item two: uh, the dive reflex. Check it out. I should speed this up. Dive reflex. Um, I got a few more, and okay, let me do some. Let me do some easy wacko ones, and then maybe we'll even have some time left over. Uh, let's do, let's do some rapid fires. Um, at some point in setting up and resetting up computers, something, I don't want to say broke, but something stopped working that I didn't even realize how 
sort of addicted I was. Um, what, okay, uh, side note, Dan, what do you call the thing? Oh God, I can only do this with my fingers. What do you call things like command, shift, left arrow to select from that point to the beginning of the line? Command, shift, up arrow, start selecting lines. Are those, are those considered Emacs key bindings? I think there's standard key bindings for something. But like, you know, the day you learn, like, okay, okay, hey, everybody out there right now, go on a computer, not on your phone, not you, Guillermo, stick your cursor in some text, hold down the option key, and hit the left arrow a few times. Hold down the option key, hit the right arrow a few That's times. That's very handy Dan, feature. Oh my God, Dan, I did not, or even like stuff like triple click, I guess is a more gooey way of doing this kind of stuff. But like, I did not learn that until well into the 43 folders era. Like I was theoretically writing for a living and I had not learned these. Command shift down, select everything to the end. Command shift arrow up, everything. You know what I mean? These get so deep in your bones and muscle memory. I will find this for notes. The annual posting of the complete list of Apple key commands, which is really, really good. But I use that phrase key bindings. And I mean, I don't know how people know this, but there's a, you can have a file. So a key binding, I think at the most basic level, check, check me on this if I get it wrong. Mm-hmm. My understanding, a key binding is when you establish that the following key, which is to say like when the following code is sort of registered from your input device, the following thing happens. So when I hit this little squiggly command thing in a queue, that quits the application. And, you know, one of the things I think that made Mac so great at first was that that was pretty standardized. Command-C, Command-V, right? Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. But you can also have your own custom key bindings. Now, you know this, right? Yes. Um, and you can go in, it's, my understanding is that there's like a dot, dot .dict, dot .dictionary file where you can go and do that. Two things to mention. I, I found out what broke, which is that um, I... I had this key command, key bind. The only two custom key bindings that I had were for, oh my God, I cannot live without this. Control, control. Oh God, it's all in the fingers. Oh, you, you can't recall it because it's become muscle memory for you now. You can't even exactly tell me what right. you're doing. You're just doing it. Um, in most Mac apps, this will work, but not everywhere. And that's the problem with, you don't have to select anything. Just put your cursor somewhere in your buffer somewhere in a line, and this is, believe me, this is huge if you're a markdown boy, like I am. Control, command, up arrow, takes the current line and moves it up. So control, command, tap, 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 mm-hmm. moves it up. Mm-hmm. Tap, down, 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 down. And at some point it stopped working. Like I, I was discovering it was working differently in drafts versus uh, task paper versus NVAlt. And uh, I fixed it by just going and putting in the proper two dictionary values for those key bindings. And now it works pretty much everywhere. And I mentioned it here also because a um, friend of the show, Brett Terpstra. Now, this is pretty over the top. You want to make sure you really know what you're in for when you do this. One of his many wonderful projects on his site is a big-ass bunch of his key bindings. So, like... You kind of, rather than like scratching an itch that you have, you kind of just need to learn the Brett Terpstra world. But I would say, don't screw yourself up, but consider looking at key bindings. This is also germane for me, as we'll come back to at some point. I'm, I'm balls deep in Keyboard Maestro right now, a thing that I told myself I would never do. I love Keyboard Maestro too much. 
But like between Better Touch Tool, Keyboard Maestro, you know, dude, just going into, uh, oh my God, I always type the wrong thing, settings? No, system preferences. Mm -hmm. And going to keyboard, going to application. You can make a custom key command for almost anything in an app. It's real hacky. You just go in and name it whatever the menu item is, Mm -hmm. and you can create your own. Um, You know, I know this is old advice, but if you've never heard this advice before, learn the key commands. Uh, Learn that you can make key commands do what you want, and learn that you can, in some cases, even like enter into this whole new ecosystem or lifestyle of key bindings that do tons of great stuff. Um, and if you already knew that, you know what? You're probably due for a check-in, due for an audit. Go back through. Is there anything you wished happened differently? Because once you start doing the key command, I mean, the one that led me to Keyboard Maestro to begin with was I wanted to have a persistent, non-breaking way to have a key combination that adds the current Safari page to notes, right, with a card, or adds the current Safari page to reminders, because I swear by those. And it's actually easier in some ways on iOS, because you just do the little share arrow. I'm going to do a whole thing on the share arrow at some point. I almost think it's time, I don't know what you would rebrand, rename that, but uh, however many years we've had of iOS and iPhone OS, I think a lot of us may not even know to look under that little arrow. I mean, sure, you do. I mean, if, if you're a power user, you do. But it really is, I mean, it's it started out being about sharing, sharing. but I would say the, sh- the sharing area, especially on iOS, is just all the other things I can do with this. Mm-hmm. I can send this to here. I can copy that to here. I have ones where I can change the, um, you know, the text, the title case of something. Like you can, and now with shortcuts kind of on the Mac, and with, you know, the ability to have that in stuff like Keyboard Maestro or like all that stuff, it's time to review. It's time to check it out again. I guess the general pattern I'm saying here is whether or not you would like to have up arrow, down arrow for move a line. I couldn't live without it. Drove me crazy not to have it there. Um, go back and look again because it might be time for you to look again at how you work, uh, how you live, like stuff you want to be able to do. And I think that's a good improvement opportunity. Learn the key commands. What I'm saying, I guess. You know, it's one of those things where we've talked in the past about how things like gestures in iOS and iPadOS are magical and important, and yet they're not, even though Apple might have them on their website, the majority of people, for example, and the big one that always jumps out to me is like multitasking on the iPad. I see very, very, very few people. I still don't know how to do it. And you know what? Like, who should know better about it than me and you, honestly? People who have been using Macs since the 80s. When the ATP guys said, like, in the post button era, where I think it was Marco said, like, to be able to get to the app switcher without a button, which used to be just tap tap, um, he said you do basically type, like, I think he said, like, a sideways letter J. And like that really stuck for me. Mm-hmm. Like when you want, to, especially on a phone, obviously that's all gotten way better. I've gotten now to where like there are times when you do need to quit an app for any variety of reasons. If you think you don't, you're just parroting other people. There are times where like this thing is hung. Like it got like your app got hung trying to connect to your sous vide wand or whatever. Right. And like I'm pretty good now at that gesture of like thumb at the bottom, slow drag up, fast drag up, and then like I can quit like pretty fast with that. Um, but you know, it's, it's not, I'm not saying this just for you to get a nerd merit badge title, but I'm saying it because it will enhance your enjoyment of this. You know, I remember when Quicksilver got fast enough circa 
five or six, 2005, six, mm-hmm. um, to be a no-look app. Quicksilver, where you look at what's happening, is one thing. Quicksilver, where you don't need to look at what's happening, is a different app. And if you get fast enough to where you just know five-finger five finger pinch you know, closes this app or whatever, that stuff is crazy valuable to know, I think. Um, and you know what? Let me pivot to uh, another quick one. Um, and I guess like so many things, you either know this or you don't. It's obvious or it's not. Um, I have hearing loss owing to a careless, well, I don't want to beat up on myself, but like I played in bands and I didn't wear earplugs because mm-hmm. it made everything a quarter tone too sharp. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I do wish I'd done that more, but like I've lost a certain range of hearing, uh, but can I gain anything from that? Well, yeah. Um, what do I mention here, Dan? Because you just described how like, oh, would you even know to look under the share arrow for like, send this to my Synology? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't even know I could do that. Right. Well, there's a ton of stuff under there and it's really customizable and you can change the order of those. And guess what? You should change the order of those. Rule of thumb, if you're in the share area on an iOS device and you find yourself having to scroll to the right over and over and over again, mm-hmm. you need to change the order of those. Like you need to like, in my case, like deliveries is one of the first apps under Amazon stuff because that's just where it makes sense. And that's all customizable. But here's, well, how's this for a hidden one? Um, AirPods. So, you know, over the years, there's been AirPods, AirPods Pro, AirPods, AirPods Max, and, you know, they've, they've, they've come a real way, they're a long way, they're really interesting. Let's just go back to accessibility, gang. There is so much great stuff under accessibility. Um, I, I hope accessibility is always, first and foremost, a way of improving the experience for people um, who are disabled, like people who have trouble seeing, people who are like, like basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Remember what we said, youth is the anomaly? Mm-hmm. Well, youth is the anomaly, because as you get older, you're not, you're not going to believe how many ramps you wish you had. Um, but here's a great one that um, I think got big in 14, but now is real big in 15. Go to accessibility on your phone, if you have AirPods. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, go to accessibility under settings, click on AirPods, and keep clicking, because boy, is there ever some great stuff under there. You might have all heard about uh, uh, Conversation Boost. Do you remember when they announced that, Dan? Where Conversation you, boost. you can put them in and it actually acts like an ad hoc hearing aid for you. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, at least in my recollection, Gruber was the first one I remember saying that the um, transparency mode is kind of like AR. Well, I think it is like AR. Kevin Kelly had a great piece about this. Uh, this in, week. in that it's taking the current sound, replaying it back with things, extra things added. Yes, and it maintains its... I, I guess just to keep it simple, it's stereo-ness, although there's more to it than that. But Conversation Boost, so I'm on a page, you'll find in notes, it's an Apple uh, accessibility page. Conversation Boost, and this is under accessibility in AirPods. Conversation Boost, I used this at a restaurant with my wife because as it turns out, like, you know, it's like Pete Townsend says, like when you lose the range of very loud, distorted guitar, mm it becomes a lot harder to hear a lot of people because that's very close to the range of the human voice, including especially women and like women or higher, higher voices. Um, and so conversation boost, like, of course I couldn't do it because I felt like such a chode having dinner with my wife with AirPods in. I kept going back and forth because I'm like, I can't hear anything you're saying. Hmm. 
Conversation Boost for AirPods Pro helps you better hear conversations in crowded or noisy environments. It's, I mean, it's not a hearing aid, but it'll do for now. Through computational audio and beam-forming microphones, Conversation Boost focuses AirPods Pro on the voice of the person directly in front of you. How cool is that? And you can even go in, and there's sliders. You can go in and say, like, how how profound you want this effect to be. Um, that's really cool. Sound recognition I haven't spent a lot of time with because Mia was just screwing up Siri. Um, headphone accommodations. Okay, this is where it gets good. So I've, I've lost a certain range of hearing. I could not tell you with any specificity exactly what the range is, but guess what? You can now have what are called profiles, I believe it's called, in accessibility for AirPods. Well, what does that mean? Well, it'd be one thing to go in and say, I think I hear about like this. Just crank up the high mids or whatever. Right. But there's more to it than that. There are now apps, two of which I will mention here, where you can sit down in a quiet environment with your AirPods, you know, at this point you do want to have noise canceling and all that shut off and be in a quiet room. But the one I really like is called Mimi. It's in notes. Have you used this before? No. It walks you through and I mean, it's, if you've ever been to an audiologist, you know, the thing where you hear like the octaves, you hear like, you know, raise your hand when you can hear it. Right, raise like, your left hand if you hear the, in this one, the right, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and like an octave, like, and then eventually, of course, I, I can't hear anything. Uh, basically, it plays tones for you, and you hold down a button. This is not science, but please, if you have any hearing issues, give this a try. Go do this test. And so in the case of Mimi, which is free and on the App Store, um, you hold this button for as long as you hear a tone. And like, you know... I would say even run through this a couple times just to be consistent, but to get a feel for it. So you do that. It takes maybe 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. And, but when you're done, it produces a profile and it actually shows you on a graph exactly where you're missing DBs, like what ranges and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. which is pretty neat to me. And I've taken the, these tests a bunch of times and it is fairly consistent from one to the next, but here's where it gets good. You can go in and, and now under, I think it's under headphone accommodations, under accessibility, under AirPods, you can now go in and say, for example, please boost the vocal range on things. Please boost ranges all over. Or let's say you've had a profound loss of high mids on the left side and you've had a even more profound loss of highs on the other. Mm. You get that profile, you load it onto your AirPods and it creates a custom sound accommodation like you're eqing the real world on the fly but this is for it could be for music it could be for calls that's very interesting yeah and i just tried a new one last night which is similar but different and i think i still like i prefer mimi i think but this one is called um it's got to be in here. Oh, yeah, Sonic Cloud. And I don't know. It's kind of branded and stuff. It's got cute graphics and stuff. What's neat about Sonic Cloud, especially if you're all in on Sonic Cloud, I guess, is it not only does something similar to what I just described, you go in and you run a slider, and you run a slider up or down at those different ranges. Like, it's, it's going to play you this tone. And, like, you go run that slider until you can hear it pretty clearly, and then you keep turning it down until you can just barely hear it. Mm-hmm. So again, it takes five, 10 minutes, but when you're done, it not only produces, it shows you the ranges that you're missing, it also shows you what letters, phonemes, what sounds you are most or least likely to have trouble hearing. 
and they can say, hey, we can help you with THs and Js. Actually, you hear your THs fine, but Js and Gs are tough for you. Uh, as you know, I've been pronouncing uh, GIF wrong for years, apparently. But you, you follow, and you can load that up, and Bob's your uncle. And if you don't like the way it sounds, just try some other ones. But go in and play with this, because I, I, uh, I've seen people write about this, people with, you know, I think probably roughly equivalent hearing problems that I have, who are like, I, I've never heard anything sound the way that these headphones sound now that it's tuning what's playing for me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Is, I had no I idea that, that people were using yeah, it Yeah, like it's this. worth mentioning. You never, you never know. Um, we should probably wrap soon. What else did I have? Key bindings. Oh, yeah. You know, um, you, can buy, you can buy, you know, contact paper, like the stuff you put in your, in your silverware drawer yeah, or your shelves. Keep stuff from sliding around. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm a fan of uh, whiteboard contact paper. So just, you know, the same kind of like material that you would put in your silverware drawer or your shelf, you can get that you can write on with a whiteboard pen. And this has been um, not a game changer, a game alterer for me, Mm -hmm. because here's what I like to do. You know my rule of thumb, Dan. Where does the trash can go? The trash can goes wherever my right hand wants to drop the trash. Right. And that's why you open your, uh, your mail right over the recycling. I open my recycling, QED. And you hold your your drink in the right, because I'm always right. I'm always right. That's in the wisdom document. It's in there. Time constraint, it's in there. Um, 5,000 words of wisdom from Merlin, and we're just getting started. Um, but like right here on my desk, because like I've got my piece of paper that I like to write on, but you know what? Sometimes, again, the, 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 the bit about the trash goes where my hand wants to drop trash sounds a little silly. And believe me, my, my wife does not love that. There cannot be enough trash cans for my liking, but I do think that's true. If you keep finding yourself, and again, wisdom document and life, store something where you just looked for it. Like, the dumbest thing in the world is to keep putting something someplace where you have to keep looking for it. If you look, the very first place you look for your keys at your house, that's where your keys belong. The very first place you look for your eyeglasses or your belt or whatever it is, that's where it goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless it makes you seem, you know, non-neurotypical. Like, you don't want to seem like a nut. You don't want to, like, you know, store your belt on your front door. But, unless that's your thing, I'm not here to judge. No shade, no lemonade. Put, store stuff where you look for it. Because that's where your brain went first. Same reason we tag digital information without bored brain. You forgot it once, you will definitely forget it again. But where do I want to be able to write things down? Wherever. So what do I do? I got some of this contact paper and I cut it up into little, probably like a, oh God, Cecil Stevens say, not A5, but like smaller than a piece of paper, like half a sheet of, you know, letter paper, right? And you can just cut those up and you can just stick it anywhere. I got one on my desk. I got one on my bathroom door. Like anywhere that you can mostly stick something to something that's kind of smooth, you now have a whiteboard, a tiny little whiteboard anywhere you need it. So what's the process? Well, the process is like the kinds of things that occur to me in the bathroom are different than the kinds of things that occur at my desk, are different from the things that occur when I'm by the cabinet in the kitchen. So anytime I want a place to capture that, I put it there. The process is, and then I also use a little piece of, you know, command strip fake Velcro to like keep a pen there. Um, It's great. And then I just make a practice of periodically collecting it like I would any inbox Go down and make sure like everything on here either gets erased or put into the actual system. Contact paper that is a whiteboard. It doesn't have to be just a big board in the conference room. You can you can make your own whiteboard anywhere you want. And it's it's cheap and it's easy. I'll put it in notes. Thank you. Last one, maybe. Oh yeah, so I had this big project uh, during my uh, my vacation, my my week off, 
where, uh, as, as I mentioned on the internet, I, I wanted to finally collect all the cables that I choose to keep. And, you know, obviously you don't keep all your cables, keep the ones you need. And I have, uh, I keep mine in Ziploc bags with like a little label on them. Um, <laughs> and I, okay, so I abandoned part of this idea because it was just too fussy and yet it did lead me somewhere good. So I thought it was also a chance to relearn some Airtable to learn a little bit um, of this label maker software. And I initially had this idea that I want to have the ports of the cables next to the name. So I could instantly see like, oh, that's a USB-C, that's a whatever. It's actually not all that useful. But what did I need, Dan? I needed glyphs. I needed icons of all of the different USBs, right? Have you ever seen Eagle, which I think is different from Eagle Filer? No. Eagle is new to me. What and is I that? discovered... Is it, what is it? I discovered it in the most ass-backward way. Trying to do something really stupid, I found a browser extension that led me to an app. How funny is that? So what started as, oh, I definitely need like a picture of a USB-C port. Actually, I don't. But I wanted to grab a bunch. And I went to some of those sites out there. Uh, they're not stock art sites, but there are sites out there like where community... Oh, yeah, of course. Like Unsplash like maybe, or something like that. Like Dribble or something. Yeah, but sure, like, sure. One of those sites where you can go and they have a community and you can say like, hey, look, oh, I yeah. drew like so many glyphs and you're free to use them, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it was a real pain in the butt. Like speed download stopped working for me years ago. The things I would use, used to use to, to steal images at scale. Um, Eagle, it's in notes, is an app. How do they describe it? It's, it's so cool. It does remind me a little bit of, I'm forever making this reference. I'm sure no one knows what this is except John Syracuse. It reminds me a little bit of Aldous Fetch. It's a way of like having all of your image assets in one place for a thing. Mm -hmm. um, go to eagle.cool, great URL, and you'll see. So I'm, I, I go somewhere and I'm on a page. Oh, I see. And it's... Yeah, it's J Random Port. Uh, this guy has put up all these different. Well, how am I going to get all of these? Well, they don't make it easy. Well, guess what? Eagle is an app for managing downloaded images. And guess what? Eagle, the Safari extension, lets you just point at a page. It grabs all the images. You can identify, you know, no, not that, yes, this. There's usually the usual sort of like almost regexy sort of like, yeah, stuff in this directory and things like that. And uh, and that's pretty much it. I downloaded hundreds of different icons for things. It's now all stored in there. I got it synced up through iCloud, through different things. Check out Eagle. It, at the very least, God, this aesthetic of the people with tiny heads and big arms. Are we almost done with that? These people all need to get medical help. Their heads are very small and their arms are very big. Oh, I, I don't want I to body shame people. About. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you know the type. Mm -hmm. You know the type. And everybody's limbs come to a point, which seems really inconvenient. You need some kind of like an assistive appliance, I think, to do anything. <laughs> Check out Eagle. It's got you can you can see it on this Eagle.cool page. You can get stuff like it's got tags, it's got collections, it's got folders, and it's just it's the neatest thing. It was actually exactly perfect for my unnecessary project. I did not need all of those. But I'm so glad I've discovered this. And now I've got, you know, a Safari extension that'll let me grab all that stuff off pretty much any web page. Check out Eagle. Pretty cool. Eagle. Eagle. Eagle.cool. And uh, that's it. If you want, you guys can listen to um, episode 371 and 372 of your Back to Work program. Um, spoiler alert, I don't think we should be demanding people sign things to work for us so much. My mind has really come around on that, Dan. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. 
I mean, I would love to hear what's changed for you about that. It's fun to go back and listen to the old shows. But, you know, I like things and I like stuff. Oh, also Hulu started working again. Oh, what did it, what was Remember wrong with it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember the last two weeks? Yeah. Uh, the Amazon show wouldn't work, so I unplugged it. Like last Thursday, and, now and it's just back. been fine. It just came back. I mean, I mean, you know, as I've said to to friend of the show, John Syracuse, I don't think I can claim to have to have fixed a problem unless I deeply understand what it was that caused the problem, and just as saliently how what I did made it better. And since I can't answer any of those questions, I can't say I fixed it. I do know that uh, I still want to fire these into the sun, but now now it's working again. I cannot. Can you get Hulu? Do you have Hulu? Do you subscribe to Hulu? I do. Can you watch live TV? Would you do me a favor? I have not Would you do done that? Go go thing. go go get configured. And if you, you know, if you want, if you don't, I don't care one way or another, but I cannot get live Hulu to work at all okay. on a home hub because right. I was ready to go all in on home hub and then that didn't work. Like, how am I going to watch my um, divisive political shows in the afternoon? Yeah. I, you know, can't bring that up. No. no, you're Wolf Blitzer and you're in the situation room. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he'd feel about being in the situation room. My situation room. And it's a situation. And that's why you always bring spare underwear and shoes. Dan, our thanks to Fields and to all, all of the great listeners. And you got anything else? You got anything you want to talk about? You got anything you want to you want to mention? I mentioned two different podcasts I'm on, only one of which I make money from. But um, but do you have anything you want to you want to mention? Remind the kids about make, have them go do a fireside or anything? They apparently Wolverine's head got cut off, and oh, we should talk about that next week. We we can we make that something we talk about? Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna forget it. Trust me. Man, that whole scene. What, what, uh, in the in the in the Frank Miller ish one where, where it has Deadpool in it. That's the Frank Miller. That's the Wolverine. Yes, right? that's the Wolverine. That's the Japan one. Mm-hmm. And like, what, are they on top? Are they on like a like a nuclear power plant or something? I seem to remember them being around the edge of a chimney. Well, that's and, in, and, in the uh, movie. In the movie where he yeah fights, yeah yeah that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. a nuclear power plant. and They're on the top of the the big um, what do they call it? The the stack. The thing that the uh, the water comes out, the evaporation. When they uh, when they hired me, I didn't even know what a nuclear planter pant was. Right. They have the plant, but we have the power. Last exit to Springfield. Dan, this has been a weird one. Yeah. I slept three hours, but I feel good. I'm strong like bull. Nice. Do you have any? Do you, do you have? Do you, do you, do no, you I don't. Have just, any I just want to. Nothing to assign. Just, you want to go? No, just uh, everyone go watch all the Wolverine and X Men movies before next week. What else should people, people should watch what we do in the shadows? Yes. Both of them. Well, um, I think you got to start with the movie. Oh, absolutely. You can't just jump. I mean, you oh, can. Oh, wait, the te- oh, wakey, wakey. The TV show stands alone. <laughs> I do want to say that, but the movie is the setup for the show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't. Uh, I don't think the HomePod updates have fixed my shortcut problem because um, I think my shortcut that I made is still not working, but I can, I can play it. You know, just just for you, because I know you'd appreciate it. Uh, so you so you say to the HomePod, you ask it a question. Oh God, this is such an early computer programmer thing to do. You say something like, um, "Oh, you know, oh, you know, everybody here thinks you're you're a really cool guy." Well, I'm glad to hear that I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, thank you for your sweetly uh, faked attention this week. Not uh, at you've all. been very patient with me. No, I enjoyed Did, it. What, what What are you most excited about? Bulvanaka, things we talked about. Are you going to try any of these? I am. Re- got, I'm going to do the water uh, thing right after we hang up. 
Yes. Well, I put a few in the notes. I watched a Discovery Channel video about a guy who's like an extreme surfer or something. And like, oh, it's it's so bananas. I mean, my, my seriously, like like kidding aside, mm-hmm. my resting pulse is around 80 most of the time. Um, and that can be, you know, when I'm going to bed, getting fixing to go to sleep too. This guy, well, I won't spoil it for you, but I'll spoil it for you. So they take two control group people, like normal people off the street and say, hold your breath and stick your face in this. This dude... He did it for like several minutes and his pulse got down like below 50. If you keep doing it, does it keep getting lower? I'm not sure. I am, I am doing tests and um, uh, it's really cool. I recently discovered that HeartWatch, which is a really cool app that I like, will let you, this is so neat. It lets you like speak to create like notes. So I was like speaking, I really, you know, whether it's why things or heart stuff, I wish there was a way to just say, like, the way that we would say marker. Like, put a marker right here. Like, this is when I meditated, or this is when I went outside. Don't you ever wish you could, like, just arbitrarily drop a marker on a (laughs) graph in particular? Sure. You know what I mean? Yes. You know? And so I was doing that last night. I would say, you know, you can hit this button and say, like, um, like last night I said, um, um, it says enter new value, and you speak to it, and you say, like, 168 pounds. And it's like datum, like it grocks that and then adds that to Apple Health for you. HeartWatch, very cool. So I think I might be good at around between 55 and 70, but I am going to try doing it a lot colder. It's just really hard. Try it and let me know. Let me know if it works. And it, like I say, it's not a long live thing. Like it's not going to be that way for the day. But like if you just need a way to calm the hell down and find some, you know, as uh, some expansiveness for a moment, it's a it's a pretty cool trick. And we'll be talking about it on Do by Friday. Douse your douse your face, Dan. I'm What's going around? To do it. Are you going to leave now? Are you going to eat? I do need to eat. Okay, I need to sleep. <clears throat> I want to get this done right. I gotta, hey, now I'm gonna Dan. Have to watch it again. Now you gotta watch it again. You see, you got you got uh, what's his name? Augie? No, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Odie. John C. Riley. What's his name? Odie. Oh, Odie, Odie is Kevin things. Belson. They're touching things. Oh boy, J.C. Penney's. Mm-hmm. Did I say Sears? <laughs> <laughs> Let's button this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin man. 